Hi guys, welcome to the Grad School for Grown Folks podcast, sponsored by Dissertation Doctors. We transform the writer and their writing. Hey guys, you do not want to miss today's episode. I would have to say today's Q&As are the best by far. So you don't want to miss this episode. You ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Grad School for Grown Folks podcast. Hey guys, I am your host, Dr. Tanya Vetter. If you've never jumped on here, where have you been? Yes, you. (laughs) Welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is actually coaching Q&As. So today's episode is all about dissertation coaching and editing. And I'm excited because I usually work in threes, but today's I'm going to break the rules. Did I just say today's? I did. But today I'm going to actually break the rules and I'm going to work with four, the number four, (laughs) because I've got four good, I would say great questions um, that came in. So let's take a look at it. You ready? All right, let's go. So the first question I got about hiring, and these questions are all about either hiring a dissertation coach or working with a dissertation coach and editor. So let me say that. It's about dissertation coaching and dissertation editing. And I usually say them interchangeably. All right. So let me first start talking about dissertation doctors. One of the things I posted, um, and I don't think it's still up there, but I want to say it now is um, I want to be really clear in identifying who we are and who we serve. I think I probably did not do a great job in saying who we are and who we serve. So dissertation doctors, actually, we serve, um, when I think of us, I think of us as 911. Like, we're not who you come to if you have a baby bruise. We are who you come to when you have a big bruise, meaning um, you are someone who's extremely busy with a lot of responsibilities and you happen to be in graduate school. And when I say a lot of responsibilities, I'm not necessarily talking about um, that you have to have a whole family that you're taking care of. Um, Some of my clients don't have families at all that they're taking care of. They're actually single. However, because they are probably in a leadership role, because my clients are all in leadership roles. uh, So think about this. If you are the principal of our school, maybe you don't have any children. Uh, However, if you are the principal of a school, then you have just become the mama or the papa (laughs) of 2,000 kids, right? So when I say that, I'm even speaking in the terms of that, right? In that case, in scenario. So when I say that my clients um, are our client, so when I say that, I'm also speaking in terms of the clients usually have a huge amount of responsibility and they value their time really, really differently. You're not going to find them 
typically on social media taking selfies of themselves. You're not going to find them on social media taking um, selfies of them, sh- their shoes um, and their hairstyle. You're just not going to find, typically you're not going to find a dissertation doctor's client online constantly taking selfies of themselves in outfits. You're just not. Um, so that's just not who they are. They don't have a lot of time. So what they generally do is come to us because they want someone to help them, number one, map out the plan. They want to be organized. They don't want to have to think about um, mapping out the plan of what they're going to write. They only want to write what they're going to write. They want us to tell them what to focus on and they want to focus on that. That is it, right? So if you are someone who is graduating, say, in three years, then you're not a dissertation doctor's client yet. You still have time to figure that out, right? Um, unless you're super busy, right? You, but you really still have time. If you're someone who's graduating in one and a half to two years and you're super busy and you're super focused, then you might be a dissertation doctor's client for sure. For sure, right? But if you are someone who doesn't have a chair yet, and you're someone who hasn't started your your um your um, if you haven't even started your paper yet, you haven't even gotten the ball rolling. I can tell you right now, you are not a dissertation doctor's client. You are not. Um, you're just not. Um, and so I want to be very very clear in saying that. And then because what'll happen is you'll think you are. And um, I'll make the mistake and think you are because you are maybe an assistant principal or a principal and let you in and then end up having to give you your money back because you're not a dissertation doctor's client and you'll get your feelings hurt when I tell you that um, you have to do certain things right. So, um, yeah, so we typically work with high end people who are very focused, driven, have real family lives, real focused <laughs> people that they have to be responsible for. I keep saying focus because I'm thinking about all of the things that they have on their list to do, right? Um, And they're just really interested in getting done with school. And so they don't generally give me a hard time when I tell them, hey, this is how it typically works. Let's do this. Um, And their only aim and goal is to get done with school. So if you are that person that is a dissertation doctor's client. Also, it's um, also people who have already done the coursework and they are all but dissertation status. Those people are really not like they are no plan. Like they are like, look, <laughs> they they come to me and they're like, look, lady, I don't have time. I have been through the ringer with my university. So that's another um, ideal client. Of dissertation doctors. So I would say we are your 911 status. Like we deal with people who are up against statute of limitation. And so if you've never even known that that was a thing with college and graduate school, it is. So we are your 911 people. So yes, that's who we are. So I want you to keep listening so that you will learn as much as you can along the way so that you can definitely um, learn from some of the things that others have done. So let's take a look at these Q&As that came through. Number one, one of the questions we commonly get and we got this week was, what if I want to do a title change because of COVID-19 and the IRB has already approved my study? That is a very good question. So Kelly, if you want to change your title, 
after the IRB has already um, approved a previous title, you are probably going to have to fill out an addendum. And what I want you to do is check with your chair because, of course, your chair still has to have to approve it and you still have to go through everything with your chair, guys. And that's going to be key. You want to make sure you get that chair to sign off on every single step that you take. So, yes, if you want to change the title because of COVID-19, but the IRB has already um, approved a previous title, you must fill out an addendum. I hope this has helped you out and answered your question. And I only said her name because she said I could. Number two, um, when should you get a dissertation editor and coach? Now, here's the thing. I always say it depends, but here's what I will give you a rule of thumb. I would say, I would say a rule of a thumb is if you're in a three-year program, I would say you definitely need to start as early as possible. Um, it depends on when they let you in your program start working on your paper. So the minute they let you start working seriously on your paper, I would say start scouting and looking for that good fit editor um, and coach. So I would say mm, about a year and a half uh, from graduation date is a good time to start really looking at an editor and a coach. I usually typically stay with my my crew at least a year and some a year and a half. But I don't stay with anybody as longer than that. If I stay with them past that, we're talking about something else. We're talking about their career after that because they've already graduated. So I honestly, I wouldn't say past a year and a half tops. So that's a good question, especially if it's a three-year program. You guys that are in four-year programs, I would say take your time. Like, because I think they really make you guys wait to start in your paper. So you really probably should wait um, a year and a half uh, typically, uh, maybe two years for you all from when you're going to graduate. And it's really hard for me to say because these days I don't know when they are allowing you guys to start on your paper. And I don't know what that looks like now that the competition is amping up. I don't know what adjustments they're making in their programs. I really don't know. Um, but I would generally say you wouldn't want to stay with the editor and, editor and coach longer than a, a year and a half to two years maximum that's just my opinion <clears throat> good question the next one is this is a really good one what if you and the coach aren't a good fit and it's after you have started so this actually happened to me this is a very good question and so um I think sometimes people like the idea of a coach um and, and you need a, you can have a coach for different reasons, but I think for dissertation editing, it's very, very tricky and different. Um, number one, you got to make sure that you come during the right time and two, for the right reasons, right? So if you come to a dissertation editor and coach uh, before, in uh, like it's too soon, then that can definitely be a problem. Um, and I think that's the, the only problem I've ever had is when a person came too early. And it reminds me of the Shark Tank. You know, when Shark Tank say, oh, you came too early. You came too early. Like one of those things. Um, and so here's the thing. I think the biggest thing with that is understanding upfront what takes place within the parameters of the business side. So depending on what happens when you sign up with them. So say, for instance, when you sign up with dissertation doctors, there is so much work that goes in on the front end 
that when people start asking for things like refunds and we have staff who have done, uh, you know, weeks and weeks worth of work on your behalf, that is a problem. So the only thing I would say is get clarity up front about what refunds. Now, I will tell you on dissertation doctor's side, we actually did give that person um, a refund. Actually, we did work for that person um, free twice. I did a complimentary um, consultation um, for that person um, and walked them through um, a statement of the problem step by step uh, about a month prior to and then we just literally gave them hundreds on hundreds about mm, about $750 worth of free work so uh, that that's that was my way of doing it um, and, but I will tell you most people will not do that that is very uncommon most people especially once we put the amount of work that we put into it so what you do want to do typically we would say because we've already provided so much work and we put so um, so many people on that job in onboarding them, we would typically say you will not get any money back, right? Um, or we'll say, oh, we'll give you a portion of the money back. But you, what you definitely want to do is you want to get that clear right up front. I had no problem doing it because I, I do believe that life has a way of taking care of people like that itself. But you definitely want to get clear um, with that what their rule is right up front. One of the things about when you meet um the when you get with companies online that refuse to meet with you is you can never square away things like that. Like there's no such thing as you gonna you're gonna get your money back. Like you're done if that's the case, right? Um however I choose to I just went ahead and gave I gave it back to them because like I said, I believe life has a way of dealing with people that like how you do one thing is how you do everything. I'm sure I'm not the first person that that person did that to. I'm sure they'll do that to other people, right? So I would say ask questions like what is your refund policy up front, right? And how long do I have? Like questions like that. Just ask really, really solid, good questions. The other thing I think is it doesn't do the, the dissertation um, coach and editor any good to keep a client that's not a good fit. I guarantee you, if you're not a good fit for that coach, you will be um, sh that person, he or she will be just as relieved when you let uh, when you when you let them go as you know, as they will when they let you go, right? I think it will be mutually beneficial. I know that was a long way. But I do think that's a loaded question and a good one because this happens probably more often than not. But the thing of it is, so many people hire people that are online, number one, or what tends to happen is they only get the editing part. They don't get the coaching part, which is the part they actually need. Because a lot of times I know I'm going on my rant here, but this is really important. A lot of times we get these degrees and, and I say this and I'm saying this for a very, very good reason because I see it. We get this degree thinking that it is going to fill a hole that is non-academic and it's not. Um, it, it's not. And what happens is we we go from place to place uh, saying that it's somebody else and, and it's not. The common denominator is actually us. Right. This isn't a degree. It is a it's a degree that is that is it. It is that is it. I, I can't even give it another like it, this is it. It is something that society has deemed important 
And, and that in itself is still subjective because it is only important to American society to a certain extent. So to let this thing, uh, what I see it do to some people is just interesting to me in one way, but also sad in another way. So I would say handle it with care when you start saying, you know, stuff like a coach isn't a good fit. I would say ask a better question like, why isn't this coach a good fit? Um, and then go from there as well. I love that question. All right. I know I was on my soapbox, but I really I'm passionate about this. I'm really passionate about this because I see us making some huge mistakes um, with this this degree. I know I'm back on it, but I just I see us making some hurtful mistakes. And we are we're, we're thinking that this this degree is going to make us something in somebody important. And we're already important regardless you know whether we have it or not we're already special so um you know i don't know i i just it just touches my heart when we start talking about it because on the coaching end we really get to see it and i watch how when we are coaching people how sensitive they really get so before you decide that somebody is not a good fit for you I want you all to ask a better question is, what is it about that coach that is not a good fit? But I will tell you this, there is a such thing as coming too soon. And if you don't have a dissertation, if you don't have a chair at your university, if you don't have at least a topic already, if you don't have research questions, now if you have research questions that are not um, good and you need to work on them, that's fine. That's that's fine. But if you have not started at all um, and you haven't even gotten the support on a university level at all and you graduate in about three to four years, you're probably you're probably too early, too soon. And no matter who you hire, you're probably not going to be a good fit because you're probably coming to the party too soon. All right. <laughs> I guess you could tell I really love that um that question this week all right and the last and the final question is a good one what if you need to stop in the middle of your program now this is a good one and i'll tell you why this is um for some of my a couple of things for some of my um, ladies who become mommies in the middle of the program and some of my ladies who end up getting married um, I wonder why I never have guys who end up getting married and needing to pause. But anyway, nonetheless, I guess because they're not planning the wedding, though. All right. So what if you need to um, pause in the middle of the uh, program or if you end up getting pregnant in the middle of the program or if you end up getting a promotion or or or. Right. So it depends on the company. Again, um, I think for dissertation doctors. It will always be about communication. One of the things we do do is, though, if we don't see that you're communicating, we will actually pause you ourselves. Okay, so you might want to communicate, though. One of the things so you need to really communicate because the companies will lock the documents that you have. Yikes. Yeah. And that's not just a dissertation doctor's thing, guys. That is a editing thing <laughs> so yeah so what if you need to stop in the middle of a program and you don't tell the company they will lock your documents 
Um, and for those of you who don't know what that is, that means you won't be able to do anything to those documents at all. Make any changes to them, add anything to them. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, um, number one, build great relationships. Okay. If you've already pretty, you know, you've pretty much, you know, had a substantial relationship with them for a while, just communicate and um, you shouldn't have any problems. Um, and that's it. I think it's all about communicating. And that's it. These were some awesome questions. You guys know what I say. Look, you decided to do this. I know there comes a time when you really get tired. Hey, but that's the good thing about having someone in your corner to support you. You guys know what I say. You know, I'm on this kick about having giant problems. Hey, giants have giant problems. They expect them and they still press on. So, you know what I say, you decided to do this. So if we're going to do it, let's do it together and let's do it well. See you next time.